When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Inside the Dan, your home for the official podcast of University of Montana Athletics. Here is your host, Riley Corcoran. The spring podcast series continues on here with head coach Bobby Houck as we try and provide some content for you in these tougher times, unprecedented times, the coronavirus taking over all of college athletics, everything suspended till at least May 15th as of this recording. But we are always looking forward to Grizzly football in the fall. There are brighter days ahead, and Grizzly football will certainly be a release for everyone when they take the field again, and hopefully a release for you right now as you are listening on. Coach Halk is here, and we've teased it enough with the first two episodes, Coach. A lot of people uh, interested at the depth chart that we are looking at and just maybe the, the roster sheet when you see it in front of you. And, and there was a lot to, to talk about. This episode is going to be on the offense exclusively uh, an offense coach before we get into what you saw in the spring boy the numbers you put up last year were pretty mind-blowing fifth in the country in points per game top 20 in the country in total yards passing yards per game I mean you had to be extremely pleased with your offensive production last season coach I was and you know what's funny I you and I talk about this a lot I actually did not know those numbers in terms of national ranking. Really? That's and and that's the honest truth. I'm so not tuned into that. Uh, you know, I'm looking at W's and L's first and <laughs> foremost, and then I'm looking at individual performance on individual plays or series. And so I I really don't look at the stats. I do look in the kicking game a little bit more because I think it quantifies a little bit more there in terms of the field position battle, but. Uh, yeah, that, that is uh, something, some of the, the national-type numbers that our offense put up last year. Well, I know when I come in here on Thursday mornings during the season to record the Inside the Den podcast, I'll just, just try and keep you up to date on where you're, you're ranked nationally, even though as long as you get the W at the end of the day, that's truly all that matters. I, what did you see from the spring? Maybe just offensive in general, Coach, that you liked. If your style changes, maybe what you did in there. Uh, I know that uh, – the, the triple option, how's the install, how's the install <laughs> yeah, going the, to the triple the option? The triple option is uh, looking good. Um, 
we're not doing it out of uh, true wishbone formation. We're doing it out of more like an Air Force Cal Poly look. No. Love it. There needs to be an option team in our league, and Cal Poly is going away from it, so we decided it would be us. Perfect. I think the yeah. fans would love to hear that. Exactly. You know, <laughs> it's, it's unstoppable, but it's uh, unless you're a, a true uh, uh, football wonk, uh, it doesn't uh, appeal. So we're not actually going there. But what we do in the off offseason um, at, at Christmas time when we're in our recruiting dead period and then after we get done being on the road in January, is we spend a lot of time evaluating last year's games, uh, and, and we break it up into different segments of offense, defense, special teams, and then we do some research on not just what we did well or did not do well, but what some other people are doing well. And sometimes we go and spend time with them. Sometimes people come to us, you know. And, but we do a little uh, professional development and, and study. And then spring ball is a great opportunity to tinker with our scheme and, and actually try it out live against live college football looks to see if it's, if it's working. You, hate, you would hate to go into the first game of the season trying something new and not knowing. So uh, that's another byproduct of not being able to complete spring practice. We didn't get a, a lot of lab time. But we did, get, we did get some, and we have some new stuff on offense that we really like. And in talking to our kids on defense, um, I always I always like it when our defensive kids come up and go, "Where'd that come from? That's a pain in the ass." Mm -hmm. And I'm and conversely for the offensive players, you tell me that same thing with the defense. Uh, you know, I kind of usually give that a thumbs up, say, "Hey, we got a winner with the, these plays or this scheme." So we did tinker around a little bit with it, and I really uh, feel good about our new stuff as well as the continuing on the path with the, with our other stuff because obviously as you just mentioned a minute ago with the the numbers and where we're ranked nationally in terms of production we're not we're not gonna if it ain't if it ain't broke don't fix it we're not going to change too much well we'll leave the suspense out we'll go into position groups and the first one we'll talk about is your most talked about maybe position battle coach on your team this year the quarterback spot losing Dalton Sneed one of the the best to ever don a grizzly uniform playing quarterback top 10 on pretty much every list you can imagine. And uh, you've got three guys competing for that spot right now, Cam Humphrey, and then Chris Brown, Robbie Patterson as well. Uh, just your thoughts on the quarterback group. Obviously, Cam Humphrey coming in there is the, the guy with the most experience, but uh, just your thoughts on your quarterback room right now. Well, Cam has experience in the offense, so he, he, he should be ahead, and he is, in, in terms of that competition. Um, and I, I would say that of the whole football team, uh, the guys that are that not being able to complete spring practice was the most detrimental to them would be Chris Brown and Robbie Patterson because uh, you can't learn to play quarterback watching video or on a simulator or out there throwing routes. You have to play it, and it's got to be, you know, chaos in front of you and bodies all over the place, and you have, you have to, it, they need repetition. And so uh, that probably... Uh, inhibited their, those two guys' growth a whole bunch. But they did some good things. Uh, we feel good about our, our quarterbacks. Uh, Cam's in the lead right now. Uh, obviously, there's no way for that not to go into uh, training camp in terms of a competition. But uh, I like those guys. Uh, you know, Cam, Cam's got a, a, a comprehensive knowledge of our offense. Uh, Chris, you know, at least was sitting in there and, observing the installation last fall and then 
Robbie, it's all new to him, so he's swimming. Cam Humphrey last year, now in hindsight, you look back at it, those three starts are going to be so beneficial for him. He appeared in 11 of the team's 14 games last year, those starts against Eastern Washington, Portland State, and of course Idaho, eight touchdowns, two picks for Cam Humphrey. So at least got his feet wet there. Coach, a position that going into last season was maybe a huge question mark and one that had not been solidified was the running back position. And now, all of a sudden, you look at that depth chart, you have extreme depth there with quality backs. Marcus Knight, Nick Osmo, Drew Turner, those are the top three at least for now. And all three of them, uh, I wouldn't want to say interchangeable, but my goodness, you have a lot of good options there. We do, and, and you know, last year preseason when you were talking about this and, and you gave me that funny look when I said, oh, I think we'll be all right at running back. Um, I did. You were you were looking at me like I had two heads. <laughs> but I, I like our, our running backs. I think we have a, a good core uh, of, of guys, uh, C-O-R-P-S. I think we, we uh, have guys that can go in the game and carry the ball and take care of it and get yards. We have a, a good mix of fellas there in terms of different skill sets. And we've got the ability, we've got good size in that group, actually, with the exception of DeWaters and Arnie. Um, th the rest of them are big. And we have the ability to run through contact and um, pound on some people, which is uh, uh, good. And this team enjoys that part of the game. so. Really like that group, and I, I think they all bring something to the table. They're all good special teams players. I mean, they, they just are guys that will contribute to, the, contribute to this football team next year. Marcus Knight, over 1,000 yards this year. on or Last year, I should say, on the ground. He led the country in rushing touchdowns. He broke Chase Reynolds' single-season record. It's pretty lofty territory right there for Marcus. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, when you start going by guys like uh, Lex Hilliard and, and Chase Reynolds, you're you're doing something. So uh, Marcus had a big year, especially the nose for the goal line. Uh, you know, Osmo, I didn't realize it was at the end of the year. I think it was the first playoff game where he got his first touchdown of the year. Yes. It, yeah. Via the rush. Correct. He had caught a pass, but he's the guy that he's got, he's got great power and size. He's the guy that ought to be the guy getting it in the end zone down there. And uh, given the opportunity, he will. Nick's, uh, Nick's doing a good job. Drew Turner's probably had Oh, gosh, he's probably had as big a, um, from A to B in terms of his accomplishment and becoming a better college football player as much as anybody on the team. Um, I'm anxious to see Elias Waters to see what he can do. And, and he's, uh, Elias is doing a good job uh, on and off the field, figuring out being a college football player. And then Ryan Arnson's a guy that uh, we just feel good about having. And those last two guys that you mentioned, the first week that I was there for spring ball, Elias and Ryan, they both stood out to me. So they did a nice you, job. you have five quality tailbacks, um, at least right now, coach. That uh, and then we got Xavier Harris. Exactly. So feel good about that group. Boy, uh, what a difference a year makes, at least with the running back room there, and maybe. Uh, I would say your deepest position, your most talented position, whatever it may be, Coach, the wide receiver group. I said before last season that it was the best wide receiving core in the country, and now you lose Jerry Louie McGee, but Sammy Akem's back, Samori Toure's back, Mitch Roberts, uh, Gabe Solser down the line. This group is loaded with talent. Uh, your thoughts just collectively on your wide receiver group with getting uh, two big weapons back in the fall? Well, it, it's a good crew, and, and obviously um... – the guys that had big games last year, Samori, 
Mitch and Sammy all had huge games at different times. And, you know, to Mitch's credit, um, he was a little bit behind those two. And when, when Sammy went down and they were, they were leaning coverage to Samori, Mitch just went off a couple games. And, you know, it, it's one of those deals where um, we're seeing a lot of man coverage, as you and I talked about, to, to deal with our RPO game and because that's really the best way to stop it in my opinion and when those guys are manned up on the outside with one safety deep uh it's hard on them if, if you get wide receivers that can just beat dbs for the ball and, and those guys can samori toure that game he had against southeastern louisiana 303 receiving yards three touchdowns new school record fcs playoff record now i don't want to put too much out there for these two guys but there's a very good possibility that Samori Toure and Sammy Akem could be the top two receivers statistically in school history by the time next season is over with. So that's something for everyone else to look out for. A player I want to talk about. Just that, for, that's uh, something for that notorious ground and pound offense of ours, right? Uh-huh, exactly. Yeah, we're, not, we're, uh, we're 50-50, man. Balance <laughs> is the key, and, and to have the ability to throw it to these guys. And, you know, we, we talk about Mitch, Samori, and Sammy a lot. Uh, the guys in that depth – uh, that will all make plays next year is uh, is pretty comforting. I mean, Gabe Seltzer's coming back. Gabe will have a big part. Uh, keep an eye out for Keelan White, Malik Flowers, Ryan Simpson, uh, another guy. I talked about Drew Turner a minute ago. Ryan Simpson's a guy that's emerged. He's put on 26 pounds since he walked in the door. He doesn't look like uh, uh, he's got spaghetti hanging out of his sleeves anymore. Uh, he's uh, transforming himself into a college football player. He, he, he was having a great spring before we got derailed. And the versatility, too, of, of maybe being able to shuffle guys around to get your best players out there with a the Mitch Roberts. And just there's so many interchangeable parts, Coach. I'm sure that when you guys go in the lab, you, Coach Rosenbaugh, the rest of the offense, it's got to be fun to have so many options. So know that you can shift them around a little bit. Well, and you tend to slide into that typical media guy. Uh, <laughs> I try not to all the time. Me, hey, why didn't uh, Sammy catch any passes this week? And, well, Samori Mitch had eight apiece. You know, it's where right. the coverage goes. Yep. The ball goes. How much 11, how much 12. But... We'll touch on that here in a minute, but uh, there are a lot of playmakers in that group, and the ability for them to uh, work on their craft. Brent Pease does a great job coaching them, and all of them have embraced blocking in the run game, which gets them on the field. Before we get to the offensive line, we got to talk the tight end group, but one that you showed extreme depth last year. You have one of your guys go down and still don't miss a beat um, with guys like Joey Elwell, Bryson Deming, Matt Rensvold, and then a position change coach and one of the best surprises maybe of spring ball and Cole Grossman. Talk about your tight end group a bit. Yeah, we, we feel good about them, and, and you know, it'll, we have a good receiver core, as we mentioned, so it'll be uh, – It'll be interesting. We need to be multiple personnel-wise, and we have to be multiple within those personnel groups in terms of run pass. So uh, the tight ends are going to be a big part of it, uh, whether we play one, two, or three on the field. Uh, there will always be at least one for the most part on the field. So there, there, at different points of time, there will be one, two, or three of those guys in the game. And we feel uh, real good about this group. They were having a good spring with the exception of Matt. Uh, Rensvold, who, who was out uh, with the knee surgery, but he'll be back full speed and really like what's going on with that group. And then, you know, you talked about uh, Grossman, and Cole's a guy who's got great athletic ability, and, you know, we tried hard to, uh, uh, to, to play him on defense, 
and just because he's got some skill that'll uh, those guys are hard to find that can get to the quarterback and do a multiple uh, assignment oriented position on defense and he's just by nature a little more of a an offensive guy and so you know he really took to it and he, he was having a good spring a lot of size he's only going to be a sophomore as well so again the future is bright at that position and then coach the the position group that was talked about the most last year they were under the microscope the the group that maybe needed to improve consistently and they certainly did that throughout the course of the 14 game season and it's still a work in progress you have said multiple times that hey we need to continue to get better year by year up front so your thoughts on your offensive line with where it stands right now maybe the performance of last year and kind of the momentum that was carried into the spring with that group yeah I mean we were a you know piecemeal group the last two years up front we had guys coming from all over the place we had like I always left we had the we had the converted linebacker we had the roadie from Led Zeppelin at center we had all all these dudes from all the walk-on guys from here and there you know we had we had a guy that's a graphic design guy playing right tackle. I mean, it was just unbelievable. And, and to their credit, uh, they got the job done in a big way. And now we're, you know, these guys take a long time to build. I mean, they don't, we don't get guys that are ready-made on the offensive line. They take years in the weight room to build. It's not like they can go live for three months and all of a sudden they've transformed from this 6'6", 235-pound kid into this six six three hundred pound college ready offensive lineman that takes years not days and so these guys have worked at it um they've really embraced it uh, i was really enjoying uh working with them this spring uh it was it was uh, fun for me to be around them i think that uh, they are enjoying the game more i think that there was so much focus on that group uh being a detriment rather than a strength for us that it was overbearing for them a bit the last two years and uh, I could just sense almost a sigh of relief during the first half of spring ball when things were going well they were understanding and and they found themselves uh, individually more physically capable to to move people off the ball and and move their feet get on people than they've been in the past so I'm encouraged by the offensive line. I think they'll have a good year next year. I know you tell me uh, during the season that the offensive, they don't want to be talked about, so let's not talk about them too much. But were there guys that maybe stood out to you, Coach, or just maybe the collective depth compared to where it was a couple of years ago? Because I'm looking at your board right now and just see that there are multiple options here and you're going to have that competition. Well, yeah, right now we're probably, uh, I'd say we've got eight that we feel really good about, and then you could go to 12 where we could get through games, which is, you know, double or more uh, where we were at two years ago and even a year ago. So the one thing we have is is uh, we have really good competition uh, and, and good-spirited competition within that group. They're helping each other, but they're, they're fighting tooth and nail to be in the first group. And, you know, I can see uh, – the eventuality next fall where we're, we're rolling guys uh, on the offensive line, and, and uh, I think that'll be really productive. So we got to keep developing centers and uh, keep hitting the weights. Now we're in a – as we're recording this, we're in a little bit of a lull. Uh, it's costing those guys not to be able to be in the weight room, but we'll catch them up. 
The Grizz Home Team is a group of locally owned businesses that support the Grizz and help to build the communities that we are proud to call home. Your official Grizz Home Team members are 4G Plumbing and Heating, Acoustic Vision, Direct Source, Great Floors, Satic Solar, Sweet Pea Sewer and Septic, Lint Insulation, and True Green Lawn Care Services. Now more than ever, we encourage everyone to help support these local businesses. So if you are planning on building, remodeling, or need help with a project at home, visit grizzhometeam.com and choose from these local businesses. Boy, the offense is so fun to watch last year, and as you just heard from Coach Hauk, the future is certainly bright. We will continue on with the Spring Podcast Series. Next episode, we'll go into the defense and the special teams. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Grizzly Sports Network.